I am Gaima, and you have arrived. Welcome. Spend some time. It's interesting how it doesn't quite matter the age per se, but it's the experience of loss, the real feeling of grief and the realization of what life really is about versus what it's not about that I think creates an opportunity for pause inside of the heart of everyone any kind of person. It doesn't matter your cultural background. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your, your, your income status. It doesn't matter. But what matters is the, the actual realization of what it means to be a human and to be experiencing the human experience, right? Sounds like a lot of words, but let me just break it down. I got off of the phone just now with my dad, who in a sense was calling me to offer maybe a plea bargain, if you will, around the state of the union as far as the relationship between him and his daughters. And initially I was going to just send this as an audio just to my sisters um, so that they literally are hearing the same story at the same time, but on their own time. And then after everybody listens, we can convene and discuss. Um, That's what we do. Um, We are a trio. It's one of our better methods of communicating and staying on the same page. Yay, technology. But I decided to record it also so that maybe if you're listening as one of my listeners, you could find some solace, some value potentially um, in this particular conversation. It's personal. I'm not putting this out here to shame anyone in particular, my father. Um, But it's, I'm putting this out here because this is real. These are the dynamics that many people face, regardless, again, of your background, of your, your race, your culture that you come from, regardless of all that shit, we all end up as human beings and we're facing very real moments in our lives that I think, if nothing else, they humble us and they remind us of not only who we are, but more so who and what we are not. 
In this case, we are not anything other than beings that are currently here and that one day will not be. And so the question is, what do you do with yourself when you're here? What becomes important to you? What remains important to you? What do you identify that is not important? In this particular conversation, my dad called me out of the blue and it sounds weird, but we don't talk often. We, d- we don't. And it's not necessarily because I don't want to talk to him or he doesn't want to talk to me. But I realized in this past conversation, it's difficult for him to call me because he's not comfortable. He has riddled our lives over the past 10 to 15 years with his decisions that have emotionally taxed my sisters and I in such a way that I'm pretty sure we would be like really cool case studies for psychologists and psychiatrists when it comes to father-daughter issues, okay? (sighs) He's at a junction in his life where he turned 70 this year, God willing, and in the same year, he officially publicly remarried someone who happens to be the same person that was his mistress when he was in a relationship with his wife of 27 years. Um, and there was so much that happened prior leading up into their divorce, after the divorce. That's the thing that people don't understand. Maybe if you're on the outside looking in, when two people who are together and build up a family and are together for decades decide, one person at least decides that enough is enough. Yes, the divorce may mean that the marriage is over, but the relationship doesn't end because you have these children. We are the tie that binds them. And on both sides, there's a lot of processing, a lot of adjusting difficulties emotionally um, and all these other different ways. And so we're used to understanding our mom's perspective because we're around her, seeing it up close, hearing some of it, watching it, etc. But for him, because we're no longer under the same household and there was a period of time where he just had, he allowed his ego to dominate his decisions, his interactions with us, etc. The relationship over time has become estranged. There's peaks and valleys and each of us manage our relationship with him in our own ways. Now that we're all truly adults with the youngest of us three siblings being in her late 20s, we're truly at a point now where we're all operating from a space as grown women dealing with our father, our daddy issues as we navigate through the realities of being adult women, our interactions with men 
especially men who may capture our hearts, that becomes a challenge in so many different ways when your relationship with your father is one that is as complicated as the one that we have with ours. And so now I had a conversation where my dad reached out to me because he isn't sure of what he should do to the point where his wife, his relatives have come down, I guess, clearly and in a respectful way and told him that he needs to do something about the fractured relationship and the fractured communication that exists between us and him. He has thought that avoidance would be the the remedy. If it's a topic that's difficult, it's best that we not talk about it. If it's a topic that's easy, it's best that he discuss that, discuss it at length, maybe only harps on that because he just is tired of being the source of hurt for us. <sighs> really human. Yeah, there's all kinds of like easy flaws that can be pointed out, right? And definitely, you know, I am not the type that would not deliver this information to him. If anybody knows who I am, you know I'm going to give you the truth because I believe truth trumps all. However, there's a different space that I know he speaks from and that I can relate to because in the same year, both of us have experienced a pain that can never, ever, quite, ever be healed. And that's the pain of one moment your best friend is available to you and the next moment gone. Just like that. There are 30 years that exist between my dad and I as far as age, but I can guarantee you that we are in the same space of suffrage. Same, 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 same. And I hear it when he speaks and I understand him. It's as if there's a language that he speaks that I understand that very few people would understand. There's a tone that is recognizable that I know reflects the sadness that will never go away of having a soul mate leave you abruptly without explanation unexpectedly and that person helped to complete you and now they're no more just memories and so it teaches you it's a it's a forced life lesson that teaches you about so much <sighs> and so i know part of his calling me is because that's the space that he's coming from a space of true reckoning with the reality that he's aged 
He has things that he wants to do. He's not sure if he'll be able to do it before his time on this earth is up. But what he does know is that anything at this point that he's doing, he's truly doing it for maybe his own legacy, but most importantly, what he could pass on to us because we are his product. We are the legacy. Imagine wanting to achieve things so that you could hand off to your legacy and your legacy is looking at you like a stranger. Your legacy doesn't know what you have going on. Your legacy may not have any interest in what you have going on because your legacy is in a space of bitterness and has no interest in participating in what you have to share. It's an ugly space to be in. I'm not saying that that is how my sisters and I truly feel. But collectively, the reality is that he is now fully aware that he has hurt us so much that we would rather not be bothered than to be open and risk being hurt over and over again by him. Acknowledging even that he has hurt us for an African father, that alone is um, one of the pieces of the conversation that I found amazing. How he goes about rectifying the situation, I had to point out to him Avoidance doesn't work. Picking and choosing what you say, what you communicate, how you communicate things, so on and so forth. You know, it doesn't work. The reality is every action that you commit, there is an action or a reaction to that action. There's a consequence for every everything that you do. Many people call it a reaction, they call it a response, they call it a consequence. You know, some of us call it karma. You know, it can go deep. But the fact of the matter is, I shared with him, you don't get to choose when you're dealing with adults because it sounds like you're trying to control and those days are over. None of us ever will refute the fact that you are a father. There's no point. No one would believe us anyway, right? So it's not about that. We're always going to be your product, your kids. However, with your youngest being in her late 20s, it should be very clear to you that you're dealing with adult women who have their own minds, who have their own sensibilities, who have their own principles, some of us share the same principles and some of us don't. So thinking that you can dictate and control how we respond to whatever is happening to you, with you, around you, etc. I said it's actually unrealistic. And you're actually bringing this up to me and mentioning that you pray to God for courage to deal with us, but you also intentionally 
are not consistent in what you present to us, how you present yourself to us, how you interact with us. I said, your prayers are out of alignment with your actions. So how do you think it's going to be answered? And he listened and he shared that his siblings and even his now wife have all said to him, he needs to find a way to make it so that the communication between him and us is open and it makes sense and everybody is on the same page. How he's going to execute that, I don't know yet. Because one thing that I've been busy about as a young, grown woman is curating how my life works and ensuring that it is as peaceful as possible, which means boundaries for those that want to present in my life, you must also show up with peace. It doesn't mean every conversation we're going to agree, but what I am not interested in is chaos in order to accommodate when I don't have to. That's just me personally. Can't speak for my other siblings. And I don't need to because they're both very sensible intelligent, present women who can articulate themselves. And so I share this because I'm coming from a place of transparency. We're all really just human out here. I saw a meme recently that said, I wonder how many parents realize that their kids watched them grow up. It's true. Especially for those who started parenting early in their 20s, especially, maybe even prior to that, right? The young parents are like, oh, kids having kids. But it's not just confined to that. Most people don't really understand, start to really understand life until you're in your 30s, sometimes even beyond that. As someone sitting here who is on the precipice of my 40th birthday, completing 40 years around the, the sun, um, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm grateful for so many things. And one of them is, I carry a youthful look and all the time people that know me always comment on how young I look for my age. Oh, you don't look like you're 40, so on and so forth. And I'm left with the thought of like, what is 40 these days? What does 40 look like for real? Because people take care of themselves. They take better care of themselves than they used to. And so you have quite a few people who are older probably than me, who may even be pulling off looking younger than me because of what they consume and what the activities they do, etc. 
I credit my youthful looks to a few things. Genetics. Pursuing peace in my life and avoiding tumultuous relationships, whether it's with men or women, friendships, intimate relationships, just avoiding those types of situations because that's the type of shit that will age you. And um, it's interesting because you're like, oh, well, those are the types you can say no, you cut, but you can't do that with your parents. But I'm telling you from somebody who is being transparent, I'm talking about my own father and a conversation we had today. But there was a point in time where he never called me because I would not allow my number to be given to him. And it was not that long ago. So when I say protecting my peace, I mean that shit. And ultimately, time tells it all. If you allow it, if you trust a process, if you trust in God, I promise you, time, time will show you Time will show them. And so it's timing, only timing that would allow my father to call me with an open olive arm, olive branch, open arm, whatever you want to call it, where he's literally looking for feedback and he's looking for ideas and ways in which he can be different so that he can be a better version of himself for us. So I guess stay tuned. I don't know if I'll be updating all of you about, uh, mm -mm, I doubt that. But what I will say is if you're listening to this, um, you're not by yourself. You're not by yourself. If you can relate, you're not by yourself. It's okay. You can have a moment sometimes to just, in the stillness, reflect. These people who are our parents, especially our fathers, especially if we have an African father. <sighs> it's a lot. Find your ground, find your ground zero, find your your compass, your North Star, that guiding like center point. Get into that space, figure out what it is that you require in order to stay in that space and ensure that you command that people who deal with you deal with you from that perspective so that you are not always rocked whenever you interact with somebody and they throw you completely the fuck off course parents included, you'll be better for it. Keep an open heart. Protect your boundaries, protect yourself, but be open. I think the openness is only really truly possible if you do not allow yourself to be steeped and dominated by your ego.
I think that's what that's what's currently saving me. It gives me the strength to be fearlessly compassionate, constructive in my criticism, honest in my delivery of the of my perspective. And it lands in a way in which he could actually hear what I have to say. The prayer, that's God removing the blockage that would allow maybe for him finally to hear and do something different and do something better so that that will also aid in healing the places and spaces that maybe he broke in each of his daughters. Thank you for spending time with us at I Am Gaima, a podcast. It's a shit show out here, y'all. We need each other more than ever. So let's stay connected. Feel free to share, like, and subscribe on various social media platforms. You can find us at I am Gaima or Gaima Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For a deeper connection, consider joining the community. Visit GaimaShow.com to submit your email and become a part of the monthly conversations. I actually try and send out notes consistently and I respond. Until next time, be intentional about what you listen to and protect your peace.